It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. FIBA Franz is here, and he is glorious. We'll talk about Franz Wagner's first two games at Eurobasket, plus where Wendell Carter stands to improve. Happy Saturday. Happy Labor Day weekend. Let's get you some Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 3rd, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Franz Wagner and Germany have tipped off at Eurobasket. We'll go over what happened in their first two games and how Franz Wagner is showing us a lot while doing a lot of the same things. We'll talk a little bit about what we've seen from him so far. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about Wendell Carter, where he has to step up, plus some announcements for the week ahead. I'll make one of them here coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether you're listening to us on back episodes. I tend to listen to ep- to like episodes way, way back uh, in time because I just have so many podcasts I'm trying to listen to. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus a lot of the colleges, too. You want to get the recap, the best recap of tonight's Florida Gators game against the Utah Utes? Check out Locked On Gators. There's a great college podcast as well as NFL podcasts, too, to get you ready for the NFL season. No matter who your team is, no matter what sport it is, you can check it out on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we dive into Franz Wagner, I want to make one quick announcement. I'll make some other announcements toward the end of the show, but I want to make one quick announcement at the top of the show so you do not forget it. I am going to do a uh, Twitter Spaces uh, on at Daily on Tuesday at, let's say, 5.30 p.m. 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Give us an hour after the after the Germany game ends. Give me some time to write something up on that. Um, but I will do a, 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 a an Orlando Magic Twitter Spaces this Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. That will also replay as an episode of Locked On Magic later on next week. Um, I'll explain why. I'm kind of planning some episodes uh, ahead here um, toward the end of the show. Uh, But I do want to get that announcement out that we will do a Twitter Spaces this Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll chat some Orlando Magic. uh, So bring your questions uh, for the upcoming season. Uh, anything you want to know from me, we'll maybe talk some shooting month stuff. I haven't done a lot of that. We'll hit some shooting month stuff uh, later on this week and next um, as uh, we get ready for this NBA season to begin. We'll be doing player player outlooks here pretty soon. Now that it's Labor Day, I'm officially going to open up player outlooks to my staff uh, and we'll start getting ready for the 2023 season. But the big event that we've been waiting for uh, since Summer League ended you know, an event that I always have circled on my off-season calendar um, is this FIBA international window, um, and specifically EuroBasket. Um, EuroBasket is just—it it is 
Outside of the NCAA tournament, which I will grant is probably the best basketball tournament in the world, or at least the most fun tournament in the world, Eurobasket, Eurobasket might very well be the best kind of professional basketball tournament in the world. I, I think it's better than the World Cup. Um, the playoffs are the playoffs. I, I think that's its own animal. But um, this is just a really, really fun event. And, and ever since we knew that Franz Wagner was going to make his national team debut for Germany, um, we knew that this was going to be a huge event, um, especially after seeing what Franz Wagner did his rookie year in Orlando. This was a, a, a real chance. This isn't summer league where you're playing against players you should be a whole lot better than. This is a real chance to see him, see him and how he's improved in a uh, in a real competitive environment. In a real and like a games that matter that have pressure, this is playoff practice for Franz Wagner. Um, you know, as, as Steve Clifford said um, back when Evan Fournier came back from EuroBasket uh, four, uh, three, four years ago, or whenever that was, four or five years ago now. Um, that this is this is a real good thing. Your players come back better; they come back sharper and ready to play. You know, barring injury, of course. You know, shouts to Daniel Gallinari. Hopefully, he. Uh, has a speedy recovery, he will likely miss the year with a torn ACL. Um, but this is this is a, a really good tournament. And even through two Eurobasket games, we're learning a lot about Franz Wagner. Now, I'll preface this first by saying Germany is not expected to win this thing. They are they are one of the host nations. They're ho- they're the main host of this this tournament. I believe the final is being played in Germany. Um, they are not expected to win this thing. This is considered kind of a rebuilding program. They're still, you know, they, they made their first Olympics last year uh, since Dirk Nowitzki retired. Um, they're their first Olympics since 2008. Um, this is a this is a program that is still kind of finding its way. Um, they brought in Dennis Schroeder, um, who, who, who is, is German, um, to kind of stabilize them a little bit now, but this is very much a group about its future. And, and, and they expect Franz Wagner to be a very big part of their program. They expect both Wagner brothers, to be perfectly honest, to be a big part of their program. Mo Wagner, out right now with an ankle injury. He's been ruled out for the summer, although he is still in Germany cheering on his brother and his national team teammates. Um, this is a big tournament for them just to kind of reestablish themselves on this international stage. Um, their goal, by my estimation, just looking at things, is they're trying to get into the knockout round and trying to get themselves in a spot where you know they could they want to get to the quarterfinals. They want to get to the knockout round, and win a game. That's I think I think if they do that, I think you can consider this an extremely successful tournament for Germany. Right now, though, they are probably thinking a little bit more. They have had two very different games that they've had to win in very different ways. And in both games, our guy, Franz Wagner, the guy that we care about, is doing a lot of things that he did in Orlando, but doing things in different ways. Honestly, like I think a lot of Magic fans, especially because we saw how Evan Fournier played for his national team for so long, um, I think a lot of Magic fans are probably going to look at, at these games or look at the box score and say, okay, Franz is scoring a little bit. He had, I think, 16 in, in the game against France. He had 18 today against uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Um, we'll talk more about the details of those games here in a bit. Um, I think Magic fans are going to look at these and look at shot attempts and say, oh, he's not taking enough shot attempts. Or they're going to watch these games they're going to say, oh, he's standing in the corner too much. And, and maybe he is. And he's not as involved. And there are the, all these non-NBA players taking shots or 
even Dennis Schroeder, who is an NBA quality player. Let's I'm not going to deny that, um, but has struggled to find a fit in the league still. Uh, he's he's not part of the process right now, or he's not a player, or he's not a player that you think should have the ball over Franz Wagner. The reality is this, though. What we've seen from Franz in these first two games is more just him being Franz at a higher level. I, I Honestly, like, there is nothing that... He, there, there's very little. There are things. But there is very little that he has done through these first two games that is so surprising. He's doing Franz Wagner things. He's cutting to the basket. He's working the offensive glass. He's getting to the foul line. He's getting to the basket. He's hitting tough layups. He's hitting shot. He's getting shots when he's open. He's not forcing things. He's moving the ball. He's defending decently. Like he's doing all these things that we saw him do as a rookie in Orlando all last year. And it'd be very easy to kind of dismiss what again, just two games uh, with with some games before that, obviously with with some uh, with some pre uh, some friendly games before that and World Cup qualifiers before that. But it'd be easy to kind of dismiss what he's doing and say it's just what he's done in Orlando. It's it's not real growth. And honestly, I would greatly disagree with that. Yes, he's not a twenty five percent usage player. He's Germany is not handing him the ball and isolating him and saying, go be our star. That That's not what he does. That's not who he is. And that's not what they want out of him. But what we're seeing is Franz do everything that he did in Orlando at a higher level. Um, there There is definitely an air of confidence about Franz that, that when he knows it's his time to go, when it's his time to score, when that opportunity is there— He's a little braver. He's trying out some things. It's not like he's not testing the waters a little bit. Uh, but he is doing everything at that much of a higher level. Let's give some examples then, because it's 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 again, it's easy for me to say that and, and not tell you where I am seeing this. Take the game against France. Evan Fournier play and I've watched a lot of FIBA Fournier um, because he's played for the Magic for so long and, and I follow the international game. Evan Fournier played probably the worst game I've ever seen him play for the French national team uh, on on Thursday uh, in, in a huge German Germany win. He he just could not get free for shots. And, and yeah, he got a few shots. He scored. He, he got some numbers, but his shooting numbers were way low. And his inability to get going is a big reason why France lost that game. They were not able to keep up with Germany. And Franz Wagner, you know, he wasn't the only guy defending Evan Fournier, but he got a lot of time on Evan Fournier. If there's a reason Franz, you know, struggled to get going offensively, I think there were some nerves early on. This is a big tournament. You know, I, I, it, it's okay to be nervous. Um, but he was putting in a lot of work defensively. And, and Franz, honestly, if there is one place where Franz has taken a humongous leap, maybe not a humongous leap, but has taken a very visible leap, it's his defensive attention to detail. It's his ability to lock down on Evan Fournier. It's his, it's, it was his closeouts against France. Honestly, like this is something that doesn't show up on a box score. Uh, go back on ESPN Plus, rewatch that France game. Franz Wagner's closeouts were just perfect. He stopped short. He stopped short. Contested. You know, got the got the arm high. Contested well. Didn't allow players to drive by him. 
he was just a menace. And his length makes it that much tougher because he doesn't have to go all the way to the guy to close out. Um, He was in the right spot to help and able to recover out to the three-point shooter. It was... Jamal Mosley was in attendance uh, for Dirk Nowitzki's jersey retirement ceremony. I am sure Jamal Mosley was buzzing about that as much as anything else. Take uh, this after this this morning's game against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Fourth quarter, Germany has has had a lead. Um, It was starting to crumble. Yusuf Nurkic was killing Germany on the inside. Germany's got a a noticeable lack of size. Um, And Yusuf Nurkic beats Daniel Dice on a post-up, on a spin move, gets to the basket. Franz Wagner is there to meet him and just blocks the shot. The pre-rotation on it was fantastic. You know, again, in in FIBA, you're allowed to kind of camp in the paint. Uh, But Franz was sitting there waiting for it. He stepped up, made a huge play, and honestly, that clinched the game. That the game was over after that shot. It was it was all you know. Germany was hanging on to that lead, but the game was over after that shot, or after that play. And and for good measure, Franz Wagner hit a, a three a few possessions later that that really made it over. In fact, in both games, Franz Wagner made the play that that really sealed the game. Against France, he had a play late in the game where he split the double split a double team, met Rudy Gobert in the paint stopped, kind of gave him a pump fake, spun around, and hit a fadeaway jumper over him. And if there is a if there is like a clear offensive area of growth for Wagner, it's in those kinds of plays. He is hitting the step back more confidently. He is hitting fadeaways and creating space much more efficiently and effectively. And that's only going to help him down the road. But the last point I want to make about these two games, and Germany obviously has won the last two games and won them fairly comfortably, is just how differently both games had to go for Germany to win and how differently Franz had to play for Germany to win and how how, how even with how differently he played, his presence is felt. You know he's out there. Whether it's defending Evan Fournier whether it's you know hitting that big shot late against France, whether it's uh, helping take over in the third quarter, Germany was really struggling. They were down five at the half. They were they were climbing uphill all first half. They come out of the gates in the second half, and Dennis Schroeder was a big part of it. But so was Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner scored eleven of his eighteen points on Saturday in the third quarter um, in the win over Bosnia Herzegovina. Um, he had eleven of his eighteen points. He got to the foul line two or three times. Hit a step back three. The first game, Germany's starters were really struggling, and the bench lifted them up. In the second game against Bosnia-Herzegovina, Germany was really struggling, and their stars, Dennis Schroeder and Franz Wagner, took over that game in the third quarter and made sure Germany won. Whatever Germany has needed, Franz Wagner has provided. And that's obviously what we expect and what we know about him from his time with the Magic. And again, like I said, what's really exciting it's not necessarily the the significant growth that Franz may be making, whether it's on defense, whether it's with his shot making. It's that he has done everything that he's done in Orlando at a higher level. And frankly, what he did in Orlando last year was really good. As much as we want to maybe see him become a different kind of player, if he is, if he just does everything he did last year, except better and it's a better version of what he was last year, that's still a really, really good player. 
And that's why everyone's really, really excited. Germany will be back in action Sunday. We'll recap that game on our next episode of Locked on Magic. Not sure when that'll be. It'll be Monday or Tuesday. It'll be published Monday or Tuesday, but we will talk more about that game coming up uh, later on. We'll hit the second half of the show today. We'll talk a little bit about Wendell Carter and an area that I really think he can step up in a major way. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. But first, a quick word from the NH. NHTSA. Um, it is Labor Day weekend. We are we all want to have a good time. It is the last bit of summer. It's beautiful outside for now. We'll see if the rain comes in later. It is Florida after all. Halloween Horror Nights has started. If you're going to Universal, I'm jealous because uh, I haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights in a while and I'd like to go. Um, but everyone's trying to have a good time this weekend. Uh, and it's okay to have a good time. No one's no one's no one's begrudging anyone a good time. But if you're one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned. Don't. Just seriously, don't. You might think, what's the worst that could happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It feels like it's not a big deal. But you're wrong about that. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. So stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high or under the influence of any substance. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel this weekend or ever. If you feel different, you drive different. So drive high. Get a DUI. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, you know, one thing I'm doing is, as, as we're getting ready to look ahead to the 2023 season um, is really look at areas where uh, individual players can, can take a, a significant step up and, and, and where, where players can kind of take that next step. Um, when I get to Franz Wagner, it'll probably be mid-range jumpers. Um, the, his, his mid-range jumping, jumper stats are quite shocking, um, uh, but... Uh, you know, we've talked about Jonathan Isaac and how he just he just needs to play. That's 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 an obvious one. Um, I, 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 we talked about Jalen Suggs shooting. That that's an obvious one. But when it comes to Wendell Carter, I, I think it's a little bit more difficult to pinpoint an area where he a hundred percent needs to get better, or a statistic that can get, or, or a statistic that he needs to to get better to reach his next level. Um, there are a lot of different things, and, and you know, I will voice this concern again. I, I think I've voiced this concern in the past, but I'm not like, wringing my hands over it. I, I, am, I, I am a little curious how he plays without Mo Bamba behind him, without Mo Bamba to kind of back him up. Um, I think that that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Uh, he handled the best centers in the league really, really well, nonetheless. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I think there is something to that and something that I am, I am a little concerned to see because I think Wendell Carter ended up playing, like, 60, almost two-thirds of his minutes with Mo Bamba. So rebounding to me is definitely something I'm going to watch, but you look at all the advanced stats for, for rebounds, 
Wendell Carter was one of the best rebounders in the league, or, or among the best rebounders in the league, at least by percentages. You know, again, Mo Bamba's taken a few of those rebounds because of the, the added size. So, you know, certainly Wendell Carter's got something to prove, but I, I think I think he can do it. Um, another area, obviously, is his three-point shooting. He became a nominal three-point shooter last year, even shooting just 32% or whatever it was. I think it was, it was in the low 30s. Um, just shooting that low of a number was enough to keep defenses honest. Um, I love his slow-motion pump fake. It freezes defenses. He's able to take two steps in, hit a mid-range jumper, or kind of initi- kind of initiate the offense from there. So Wendell Carter has a lot of tools at his disposal. He's obviously a solid defender. There's a lot of things really, really well. Um, his his knock in the draft process, and you can go back into my archives way back when. I'm sure I said the same thing I'm about to say now, and it was probably a criticism then, but now it is a compliment. Um, he is a jack of all trades, maybe a master of none. Um, a jack of all trades is not a bad thing. He's a very, very good player that does a lot of things really, really well. What I'm curious to see this year is just how much the magic empower Wendell Carter and how much his role kind of shifts and changes. Obviously, you've got a Paolo Bancaro now. You've got a Markel Fultz now. And Carter had a really fantastic season. He averaged 15 points per game, 10 and a half rebounds per game, 2.8 assists per game. After the All-Star break, that all jumped to 19.6 points per game, 11.6 rebounds, and 2.9 assists per game. So he does things at a very, very high level. There's, there's There's no getting around it. There's no denying it. He does play at a high level. The one thing that I'm interested to see happen, and one thing that I've really highlighted uh, on Orlando Magic Daily and, and highlighted elsewhere, is I think Wendell Carter is a better passer than he's shown. And so one area that I'd like to see Wendell Carter kind of step his game up a little bit this year is as a passer, working out of the high post, working as a distributor, working as someone that the Magic can kind of pivot their offense around. Um, you know, again, he got a fair number of elbow touches. He got a fair number of opportunities as kind of a dribble handoff player, as a screener um, in that set. Orlando used a, used him a lot in the high post to kind of direct traffic. And, and some of that is, you know, they didn't have Marco Fultz the whole time. Um, you know, Marco Fultz is more of a pick-and-roll-based player, uh, more of an isolation pick-and-roll-based player. Uh, Cole Anthony needed dribble handoffs to spring himself free, um, to, to get him space. Uh, Jalen Suggs, much the same way. Um, and so... I am curious how the Magic plan to use Wendell Carter. Um, Orlando's offense under Jamal Mosley is very much a read-based offense. Um, it's very much empowering players to make reads, to make decisions. Um, and so they, they need everyone to be able to make a good pass, to, make a, to, to, to read the defense and be able to process information at, at a high speed because there isn't necessarily a set to rescue them. Um, it's about the player, it's about getting into a specific action and making the right read and reacting to what the defense is giving you, um, and it, it's 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 I think it's I think it's meant to empower players and give them a responsibility and trust over the offense. Um, but I also agree that it, it probably was to the Magic's um, detriment throughout much of the season because they're not good enough to have that responsibility necessarily. I think a little bit more structure might have been good for them. Wendell Carter, though, I think could be a really really good passer. He had 2.8 assists per game that ranked 12th among centers. So not a great number. He was tied with Kelly Olenek, Yusuf Nurkic, and Jakob Pertl. So not the greatest number. But according to data from Basketball Index, the Magic scored 8.15 points per 75 possessions off Carter assists. That placed Carter in the 65th percentile. Compared to players in a similar role, Carter ranked in the 73rd percentile. So 
These numbers would tell you Carter is an above-average passer for a player in his role. He's not Nikola Jokic. He's not Joel Embiid. I'm not saying he should reach that level. I've kind of called him a mini Jokic in some in some respects. Um, I don't think he has to reach that level. But I do think that Carter has shown hints that he can be a passer. can be a great passer, in fact. Again, according to Basketball, uh, in basketball Index, Carter had 2.76 high-value assists for 75 possessions. That is assists leading to three-pointers, free throws, and rim points. That placed him in the 63rd percentile overall. Overall, Basketball Index rates Carter's overall playmaking talent in the 65th percentile in the league. Again, all this would just say Carter is an above-average passer. He's a solid screener, solid post player, solid score already. The question now is can he become a bigger playmaker? Can he can he get others involved? He already has pretty significant gravity. Teams know that he is the Magic's best player and probably their most steady player. And so making him a better passer, having him be a better distributor out of the low post, out of the high post, wherever, makes him that much better. Like I said, there are plenty of hints that Carter can be a really gifted passer. Again, not Jokic, not squeezing the ball into tight spots, but just being a solid distributor, being someone the Magic can give the ball to in a position to make a play, and and he will make the right play. That's one thing that, honestly, we all love about Wendell Carter, is that he consistently makes the right play. He rarely makes mistakes. He rarely makes missteps. He rarely puts the Magic in a bad spot. That's what's really fun about Wendell Carter. That's what's really exciting about him. What I'd like to see this year, and again, I think the offense is going to be more five out. I think the offense is going to facilitate this a little bit, is for him to become a more consistent passer. Get to three and a half assists per game. So up that assist number by one per game. And I think that changes a lot of things. I think that opens him up more for his own shots. I think that obviously opens everyone else up. That's going to get other players more open three-pointers, which again, Carter was above average at creating uh, or having uh, high-quality assists. This isn't some place where Carter needs to be one of the best in the league. But I think there's clear talent for him to be a better passer. And while it's probably secondary to some of his other skills and, and secondary to other things that the Magic want him to do, if Wendell Carter becomes a better passer, a better distributor, then this Magic offense, I think, starts to open up that much more. Orlando is trying to be a more versatile team. They are trying to be a team that, that turns positions on their head, and this is part of that equation. It's an area that I think Wendell Carter can certainly improve. I'm going to make some uh, quick announcements uh, for the coming week ahead um, as, as, we get in, as we end the NBA desert here in, in a little bit, but we'll talk. Uh, I'll, I'll make some side announcements coming up here in just, or some podcast announcements, not side announcements, podcast announcements coming up here in just a moment. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So like I said, um, just some clerical things. Just want to just want to clear some things up. Thanks to everyone uh, for sticking through some of my audio and video issues that I've had over the last week. Um, I've gotten some great tips. I've gotten some good advice uh, on how to make the make the video cleaner on YouTube. How to make the audio a little bit cleaner as well. Um, I'm still working out some kinks and some things. Um, I apologize. I think I really was really proud of my episode on Thursday, but I, I know the audio was a bit off, so I apologize for that. Um, just, I'm, I'm not the greatest technical person with this stuff. I'm, I'm a writer by trade. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take any advice that I can get on that. Um, just going to go through some podcast announcements here since it's a Saturday. I don't know how many people are going to end up listening to this. Um, we are going to do a Twitter spaces on at Omagic daily. That'll be Tuesday at 5 30 PM Eastern time. Um, so we will, we'll, we'll chat some Orlando magic. I want, I want to answer your questions. It's going to be kind of a grab bag. Of any question that you have will be coming off the Germany the Germany game, so I may recap that to make it uh, make it to Wednesday's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, so we will we will chat all you want about the Orlando Magic and about everything there, uh, everything there. So bring your questions. I'll post to Twitter Spaces uh, on five thirty p at around five thirty p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to follow at O Magic Daily to join. We'll chat all things Orlando Magic and, and what to expect uh, for the upcoming season. The other big uh, podcast announcement is I will be taking a vacation uh, starting on Thursday uh, this coming week. Uh, so uh, I am planning to re- pre-record some episodes for that week, for next week, not this coming week, but for next week. Um, so I, I will have two or three episodes up. Um, they will be scheduled episodes. So if there's any breaking news, I will jump in. I will add something to the feeds, but... Uh, I will be on vacation, so I will not be in a great position to handle breaking news. I'll still be available via Twitter, via all the normal uh, social media outlets. I'll still be chugging along and, and trying to write a little bit on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, so I will not be completely disconnected, but um, the podcast will probably look and feel a little differently next week. Won't be as responsive to current news, um, especially Eurobasket, um, as we as I would like to be as we have been. But we'll still have coverage. Uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and of course, talk about it on on social media as well. Those those are my two big uh, announcements. When I get back from vacation, we will be a week away from training camp, so we'll start doing player outlooks. We'll start talking about what to expect for the 2023 season, and we will be full go back to five days a week. Um, you know, again, I'm going to try out weekend episodes like this one for games, especially. Um, so definitely, definitely have your have your feed subscribed on YouTube, as well as. Uh, on the on the podcast feed, or however you like to listen to it, um, I, I try to make my discussions evergreen. I you know like I do talk specifically about games, but one thing that I always try to do because and maybe it's because of my own podcast listening habits, where I do listen to back episodes, sometimes way back episodes, 
Um, I do try to draw out larger points that are kind of universal about the season. Obviously, things change, so there are some freezing cold takes occasionally. Um, but uh, I do try to make make some evergreen points or some larger points that last a little bit longer. So um, hopefully, uh, some of those uh, some of those maintain, and 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 we can. And, and so, if you are a Monday through Friday listener, and there's a Saturday episode recapping a Friday night game, um, hopefully that that still stands, and, and you're able to get something out of it moving through your week. Um, I know it's a holiday weekend. I'm trying to ask this experiment out now um, just to kind of get a feel for it, uh, especially for my timing. But I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on my podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Our shooting month continues We've had a bunch of fun shooting shooting up hosts. I'll probably discuss some of them uh, during my vacation episodes because those are evergreen. Those those don't those don't go away. Um, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic's relationship with shooting a whole bunch, including our top twenty shooters in Orlando Magic history. That will publish on the website on Monday. Very excited about the project. Very excited about the vote. How it turned out, I think you'll debate the results as well. But uh, it's it's it was it was fun to go back and think about and talk about uh, the Magic's history with shooting. That'll be our Labor Day post as well. I hope everyone has a fantastic Labor Day weekend. If you get the holiday off, enjoy the holiday. If you're looking for a fresh to get you through that holiday, of course, check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL season kicks off on Thursday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily on the Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.